Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, the host of this podcast. And after spending my entire career in the sports industry, I want to continue to find ways to give back. Give back to individuals that want to get in this business or individuals that are currently in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the clubhousecareers.com. It's crazy. It's season four already. I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path. We're going to discuss three key topics that are currently in this industry, three hustle hot seat questions, and three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now, under our guests this week. I'm a firm believer that giving back in this industry goes a long way. I'm excited to have our next guest as he's given back a ton. I'm excited to have Jake Hirschman, Manager of Business Solutions for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Jake, welcome to the show. Travis, excited to be here. Looking forward to it, man. Jake, certainly excited to have you and, and talk shop. And let's kick it off where we started. You you give back in a variety of ways, from hosting a podcast, Life in the Front Office, a two-time author, and an adjunct professor. Why is it so important for you to give back? You know, I think for those who have been fortunate enough to have a lot of mentors that have helped you know us get to where we are in the industry today, you know, you have to be able to kind of step back for a second and understand that not everybody has that ability. Not everybody has that uh, luck or fortune to have those people walk into their lives or even just, you know, when they do reach out. Uh, I remember vividly one of the first mentors that I've had, Pat O'Connor, pre- you know, former CEO, president of minor league baseball. I reached out to Pat cold on LinkedIn, yeah. right? And one would think like, well, why would this CEO ever get back to me? Well, he did. We had a call and then that, you know, that led to another thing. And one other mentor of mine, Fred Clare, who's also a, you know, co-host and helping start the podcast. I got to Fred through my collegiate summer league GM who was in Colorado and he goes, Hey, what do you want to do one day? And we're sitting around at BP. And I was like, yeah, I'd like to work in, you know, the sports industry. And he goes, Oh, he goes, I know this guy, uh, in LA, you should talk to him. I'm like, okay. So I got back and, you know, I went to school in Southern California. It was about an hour and a half drive into Pasadena. I go bring coffee to Fred and, and have, uh, you know, just a quick hour, you know, long chat with him and the rest is history. And, you know, it's funny. It's like you make those, those efforts to do that, but you know, one Pat had to give me the response and the chance yep. Two you know, the GM at the, at the team had to make that introduction. Right. And so there's all sorts of different ways of giving back, but I think the one underlying theme is it's never too early, right. It's like, you can always help people. And Jake, I think that's a a great piece of advice is also from your own end. Are you willing to get out of your comfort zone? Right. You, you took the ability and said, you know what, everybody else may just apply for a job or just hope and pray that they get to know somebody make outreach. You know, I'm not sitting here saying 100% of executives are going to respond to you, but give yourself a fighting chance. And so, you know, you're always looking from your own end to, to positively impact people and certainly grow relationships. Why do you think it is so beneficial for people to replicate that from a career perspective? Well, I think when you're trying to help others, uh, you know, I, I've I've had DJ Allen on the podcast, who's a friend, and and he goes, you have to root for other people. Like, and it, and it's, it resonates a lot with me, right? Because you, you think about if you root for other people, your ego's out of the way, right? If you root for other people, you're not necessarily thinking about yourself first. If you root for other people, 
you're rooting for the team around you, right. To be better. And, and hopefully you can make those around you better. Right. Which ultimately gives you hopefully better results on, 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 you know, the end of the process, but the growing relationships part is you never know. And this, and look, this is not about a job, right. But you never know where people end up. You never know how they can help you. You never know how you can help them. Yep. And I've seen over and over and over again, even throughout my young journey so far is, you know, how people end up, you know, you might be uh, a client one day and then you're trying to get them to be a client or, you know, you're simply just asking for some advice or insights because they're in a similar part of the business, but they're at a different team or a different league. Like you just never know. And I think the, the growing relationships part though is totally a two-way street. Like, you have to make sure that it's not a one way. Right. And, and, and that you're just genuine with it as well. No, absolutely. Well, Jake, for your end, you know, starting from the beginning, you receive a BS in, in business administration, then a master's in sports and administration from Ohio university, you played collegiate baseball. What did you think you wanted to do as a career path? I wanted to be a GM. Like that was the, that was the end all be all goal. Um, you know, having played coached, you know, I got into the player development uh, and scouting side, uh, had an interesting experience there in which I decided to pivot and go go the business route. But when I look back, my perspective was so skewed. Baseball was my identity. That was all I thought about. That was like all I wanted to do. And it's so funny. I have one of my really good friends. He'll say I had lived with him during grad school. And he goes, remember when you said all you wanted to do was baseball ops and, you know, player development, and then you would never do anything else with your life. And I'm like, yeah, I remember saying that. And he goes, look at you now. Right. And so I think, you know, the, the, the idea is like, you don't know what you don't know. And then you also have to keep that open mind, open perspective of like, check yourself, right? Why why do you want to do this? And, you know, it's funny, the the more I removed myself from baseball and it being part of my identity, because that was what I did every single day of my life. um, I actually grew away from the sport to then come back to it through the business side uh, and and try and, you know, it's interesting, right? Like you develop different hobbies along the way, you develop different interests, um, there's different endeavors you get into once you start to remove certain things from your identity and you and you understand like what makes up you as a whole. Yep. No, absolutely. You and you talked about, you know, just experiences in general. And, you know, in this business, we talk a lot about going above and beyond. And you certainly did that as you received six different internships. Why was getting more than one and gaining as much real life experience kind of really helped you from a value standpoint? Yeah, I mean, look, for better or for worse, I'm someone who can't just do one thing. Uh, that's just kind of my MO, um, has, has been from an early age. And, you know, when I was in college, I had tore my rotator cuff my sophomore year. And at that moment in time, how I thought to do this or why, I have no idea. But I said, well, I'm going to graduate in three years and I'm going to go get two different internships and I'm going to take 23 credits all at the same time. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, what What was I doing? Um, but it worked out. It worked out. And, you know, it taught me a lot of time management and a lot, and it taught me a lot of 
you know, how to manage, again, multiple things, right? To know that it's okay to have multiple interests, to not just be, you know, only doing one thing. And um, I think starting early on too, like the more internships, the more experiences you can get, the more you either realize, hey, I, I would love to do this or hey, never again. And uh, great experience, right? Put it on, put it on the list. But, you know, ultimately you learn kind of different cultures, different people, um, different aspects of the business. You get exposed to different things. I mean, everything from minor league sports to the Rose Bowl to Special Olympics to uh, being a strength coach. I mean, like I, I didn't try and just do the six experiences in one thing. Right. So it was like, how how can I gain the most before I go to grad school? Because I was the youngest one in my class. Everybody else had this real world work experience. And so I had to have that to be able to get into the program, uh, be able to be, you know, uh, have another lens, another perspective to utilize. No, absolutely. Well, and, and your first start was on the baseball side of the business. So it's like your, your goal is like coming true, um, which we'll talk about your rest of your career path. But you receive a role as the special events coordinator for the Arizona Fall League. And then with the D-backs as the academy coach. And looking back, what do you know now about getting started in this industry that you wish you would have known back then? It's a great question. I think that answer also evolves as you go. Yep. But as far as what I wish I knew then, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's a business. Um, you you learn that it's a business growing up, but it's like, no, no, this is a business. You got to follow the money. You got to figure out where it goes. And um, usually if you follow the money, the opportunities follow too, right? In, in a sense of, you know, where people are trying to grow and that sort of thing. Um, I think... The one piece that I, you know, and we we talked about it on on our podcast is the being willing to move. Yep. Um, I moved six times in seven years early on, and that was between undergrad to grad school to the first couple of jobs. I mean, I think just the the willingness to not think you have to be in some place for five years or ten years or whatever the case is. Like there, you, this is my journey, not yours. You can always come I, back. And, and you can always come back. Well, that's that that is the other thing is if you really truly create genuine relationships with the people that you're working with, like they'll when you do leave, they'll be like, Hey, doors always open, you know, wish you the best of luck, right? But like let us know if you ever want to come back. Yep. That's the best compliment you can ever receive yep. leaving somewhere is hey, let us know if you'd want to come back. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Well, you know, and then throughout your journey, you transitioned in the business side as you worked at, you know, Purdue with Learfield IMG, the PGA Tour, the Arizona Coyotes, and now the D-backs as the manager of business solutions. And as you think about these opportunities, many of them being in that partnership space, what's a key learning as people think about when it comes to closing larger deals? You know, I think from a, from a deal perspective, right? Uh, whether you look at Purdue, whether you look at the tour, you know, the different leagues, the different teams, there's different zeros, right, on, on the back end. But when you break it all down, yes, there's a different level of complexity depending on who you're dealing with and and what their level is or what the opportunity is. But the nature of the deal is the same to some extent, right? Like you're still having to go through the whole process to get someone to say yes, 
right? Just right. because there's an extra zero or two on the on the end doesn't mean that it's any easier or harder per se, right? Because uh, you're everybody everybody you're dealing with is in a different space. They're in a different environment. They're what they need to make a decision to be able to say yes is different, right? So I think the unique thing is that every process is different while there's still some underlying foundations that are the same, right? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Jake Hirschman, Manager of Business Solutions with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Jake, we could certainly talk about your career for hours, but let's get into three hot topics. And starting question one, you're the host of Life in the, in the Front Office podcast. You co-authored two books, LLL, Lost a Logo, and What's Your Next Move? And then also 20 Secrets to Success for NCAA student-athletes who won't go pro. Just another example of you going above and beyond. You can't you can't be content with just one thing, which is amazing. And so what's your advice to listeners on just being able to obtain as much information and advice as possible? I think figure out how it relates to you, right? Like there's some, I mean, the blessing and the curse of technology is there's so much out there now, right? And you have it all at your fingertips. But understand what's important to you and then take it with a grain of salt in the sense that not everything's going to apply to you. Not everybody's experience is going to be the same as yours. And what are the couple things that you can take away? And I think we can get carried away with, you know, listening to 17 different episodes and, you know, having all this advice and different insights and whatever. And it's like, just keep it simple. Right. Like what are the what are the common themes that you're hearing from people? What are the what are the things that uh, what's the one thing that, you know, sticks with you and you go, OK, I'm going to make a habit out of that and then see the compounding effects of the habit. Right. Like I think there's the easy way to be almost uh, overstimulated, like too much content. Right. Yep. And so, again, like try and align with people that you think you know, are, are similar to you in a sense of, uh, whether if you're, you know, if you're type a, if like, what are the, what are the things that you can relate to people about, um, that you can learn from exponentially, and then also expose yourself to the people that are vastly different, right. To uh, try and understand a different perspective, why someone would think, you know, one way versus another, um, will ultimately help, you know, hope, help you make yourself a a well-rounded person. 
I think it's, a, it's such great advice. A little bit of it's right. It's just dummy it down. Like if you're reading a book, if you're listening to a podcast, you're reading an article, you don't have to try to take seven things and apply it to your day. See if you can take one thing and apply it to your day. You're going to be better off. I mean, like we like there's 20 secrets in that book, right? If you have one of them and you use one of them to help you, great. We did our job, right? Like right. you don't need it to landed. know all 20. You don't need to, to perfect all 20, right? Like just take take one little thing from each person along the way and you'll you'll be surprised. I had a uh, mentor of mine, uh, Jens Wyden, who's uh, now the CEO at the Rose Bowl. And he said, hey, if you connect with one person a week that's new, think about it. You have 52 new, new contacts at the end of a year. That's a lot, yeah. right? Like everybody's like, oh, you got to network. You got to do this. You got to do that. Like, yes, that can sound overwhelming. But if you just dumb it down to, hey, I just... The little things. One new person. That's it. Yep. yep. Right. And then, like, look where you, you know you, you know you keep your head down. You do it, and you pick your head up a year later. You'll be amazed. Right. Yeah. Right? All of a sudden, in ten years, you got over five hundred new contacts. Right. So, no, absolutely. Question two, Jake. In your current role, you're involved in working with a variety of departments in, in partnerships and ticketing, sales, marketing, concessions, strategy, analytics, and business development. And what have you done to help yourself? become so well-rounded as a professional? You got to learn about their goals and what they're trying to accomplish while also how you might be able to help them help you, right? So like they're not, no, no one's sitting there at their desk thinking like, how am I going to help Jake today? Like, no. Uh, how can you figure out, again, two-way street, just as any relationship is, how can you help drive value? How can you help create a genuine relationship where someone actually wants to help you? Yep. And then um, how do you make sure it's impactful to their goals of what they're trying to achieve? And sure, may that help you with your goals? Absolutely. There's organizational wide goals, but then um, how do you make sure it's mutually beneficial for, for everybody? And to the, to the first comment about like learning about everybody else's, you know, aspect, like look at everybody's department as their own little business, yep. right? If you look at it as just as you would externally, right. To any business, it's like, Hey, what's the foundation business look like? What does the ticket sales business look like? What's concessions business? They're, they're all different little businesses within the business, yep. right? So if you try and take that perspective and just be curious, uh, I think it takes you a long way. No, absolutely. And, and question three, Continuous learning and education is always important. And, and first, you received your MSA from Ohio University, and, and now you've worked as an adjunct professor several times, in, in, including several different now as well. What's your advice to listeners on furthering their education? I think you have to know what you want to get out of it before you get into it, right? And I say that because I knew going to the Ohio U program, there was a couple elements of me going there. One, I could continue to play and I had opportunities, uh, you know, outside of that Two, I knew I was going to further my education in a space that was specializing in an industry uh, more so than just my general business degree. Right. So I knew I wanted to get into that field. Three was the network. Like that was what I was going there for. Yes. Did I learn a lot from the program? Did I meet great people? Did I develop great relationships? Absolutely. But it was the network and the alumni that I knew I was going to have the ability to tap into not only while I was there, but then afterwards. 
That was my why as to why I did that. If you're just going just to get another piece of paper, like it's not worth it per se, right? Like there are so many, I mean, we just talked about knowing or, or getting to network with one new person every single week. Like you can get your PhD in networking, right? Like yeah, you don't exactly. have to have a piece of paper and pay a lot of money to do that. Sure. Can it help? Can it open doors hundred percent, but like know the why before you go do it. And what I'd also say is like, don't put yourself in a financial position on the back end of that to then have to feel like money is always a thing when you're chasing the opportunity. Cause that's one thing you don't want to be thinking about when you're chasing the next opportunity. And if you put yourself, which look, I understand that it's not possible for everybody. Right. But like getting a master's degree is a choice, right? So, so, and so is college, right? But spending that money or, or finding the opportunity where you can be a, a, a you know, graduate assistantship, like the GA is the best kept secret if it's still a secret, right? Like getting right. your school paid for, which I did. Yeah. Like, you can't go wrong with that. Plus you're getting experience. Right. Everything kind of so, comes together. 100%. Jake, what a, a great career you've had. As you think back, what's been your best memory? You know, I don't think there's a best memory yet, right? And I say that because at the end of the day, you know, you, you've talked about it. Like it's the people, right? It's the relationships. Like the best memories are with the best people that you've been around and, the, and uh, then the relationships that you were able to keep after you go to another place. And um, the things you get to do, the, the you know, the games, what, like it, it they're all they're all events. They're all, they come and go. Right. But those relationships stick with you for as long as you want them to. And, and ultimately um, you know, that there's more to come, right? Like there's more relationships to create. And I think if you keep that mindset of, you know, the, the people and the relationships, like the events and all that sort of stuff, like that's part of the business, right? Like you're not getting into it for that. Uh, If you genuinely you know, want to create memories for others, it's because you're, you know, generating those relationships with, with the people you work with. So Jake, this has been great to, to close it out. I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? Love it. Let's go. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh man. Apples and peanut butter. Nice. If a movie was made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Adam Sandler. Little bit of comedy. Yeah. But like still serious enough. Yeah. What's the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Can't say I have a bucket list per se, but um I would say anytime you can get a, a round out in the, uh, at a golf course. Uh, I am going to Bandon Dunes here at, at the end of July. So right. that is one of the, and I'm going with my dad, right? So like that's one of those trips that, uh, we did the College World Series last year uh, as, you know, father, son. So yeah. those are those are those types of trips that are special. Awesome. Well, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Three key takeaways. You know, I think when you think back to just kind of each experience along the journey, 
Um, one, don't let your identity get caught up in the logo on the business card, uh, one specific sport, like keep, you know, keep open-minded. Um, I think two, be open to more than just one thing, right? Like, I think you'd be surprised how you, how fast you can exponentially learn when you're doing more than one thing. And I think the third piece would be, you know, stay true to yourself, right? Like at the end of the day, and and I've had many, and this comes from not me, it comes from all the people that I've learned from on the podcast and and their journeys, right? It's like, it is your journey, not Travis's, not anybody else's, right? Like do what you want to do. Don't let outside fear of judgment or anything else on social media or whatever dictate what you want to go do. Uh, if you want to live in a place, live in a place. If you don't want to, if you want to move, move, right? Like I think a lot of people get caught up in what other people think about them or what their family wants them to do or all these different elements. Hey, you got one life, live it, right? It's your journey. Do what, do what you want with it. Um, and don't let anyone else get in the way either. Love it. Jake, thank you so much. Always a pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your time and expertise. Travis, really appreciate it. And uh, hope you enjoyed being on the other side of the mic. It's it's always a lot of fun as we've talked about it. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.